one day we will stand before that throne. His throne. there is going to be this chanting, this declaration of holy, holy, holy surrounding us. There are going to be those that as they say it, they're declaring an open praise and worship who He is. And there will be those others that as they're saying it, they'll be falling to their knees in recognition of how awesome and wonderful He is. Imagine standing before your Savior your Redeemer, your hope. Standing before true love. That in Him was found nothing wrong. Purity. easy to want to rush through these moments without fully taking in. What that moment will be like. In many ways, it's beyond what we can imagine. moment you will be laid bare there will be no pretense the only thing that will be able to come out of you is the sincerest declaration of who God is as we move towards Christmas as we enter into this season of Advent every day is an opportunity to prepare our hearts worship the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Every day is a day to bow before Him. To cry, Holy, Holy, Holy.
Thank you, Lord. You may be seated. Thank you for spending a moment here. Praise God. This morning, um, uh, we have the special privilege of being able to hear from um, truly one of the the best, the greatest biblical teachers that I know personally, and uh, she has such a grasp on God's Word. Um, She studies it. um, She loves it. And today she's going to bring to you a different angle on God's Word um, from a presentation that um, is going to touch our hearts. And so uh, I'm going to invite uh, Grandmother Mary to come. Precious little one, I have stories to tell of your Uncle Jesus. Through the years, I've pondered things in my heart. Things that I had read in Scripture things that I had heard at the synagogue, but I didn't understand until a very, very special day. One day, I was doing my morning prayers, and all of a sudden, an angel stood in front of me He said, don't be afraid. Let me just tell you, I was terrified. When a huge glowing being walks into your room, there is no other feeling except overwhelmed and terrified. But his, his voice was calm, and he said, Mary, you have found favor with God. You are going to conceive and bring forth a baby, and his name will be Jesus, for he is Emmanuel, God with us. I had no idea at that time what all that would entail. There are so many emotions that ran through my mind at that time. I wasn't married. 
when you're pregnant, out of marriage, they can stone you. But an angel came to Joseph, your papa, and said, Joseph, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife. I have a special plan for the son that she has conceived. He is going to save the world. And so, Joseph didn't put me away, and he didn't take me out into the streets to have me stoned. He quietly married me. During my pregnancy, I went to visit my cousin Elizabeth because the angel had told me that even as an old woman, she had become pregnant. Zachariah could not talk still because he'd had an encounter with an angel and he didn't believe him. And let me just say, when you don't believe the angels, big things can happen. But I went to see Elizabeth And as I walked in the door and greeted her, she said, Oh, Mary, the baby just leapt in my womb. And we are so excited that the mother of our Lord has come to visit us. The emotions ran high that day because I realized that even in that moment, God was doing something amazing. And even that, I had to think about later, that the presence that was inside my body was the same presence that had created John inside of Elizabeth. And John leapt in the presence of his creator. That brought my heart so much joy and so much hope. As the days became near, we made a trip to Bethlehem where your uncle Jesus was born. And oh, the stories I could tell about that. Oh my goodness. The noisy, crowded streets. The donkey that didn't want to walk. You know, donkeys only go so far, and then they stop. So you just have to deal with it. But we arrived in in Bethlehem, and, and we couldn't find a place to stay. And Joseph did all he could to find a place for me to lie down because he knew that the time was near. He's so tender and so caring. (laughs) Your Uncle Jesus arrived with a scream and, um, and (laughs) and we all rejoiced even in the moment of of messy turmoil. 
babies are messy and they're not quiet and they scream at inopportune times. But it helps them grow stronger. Unbeknownst to us, out on a hillside, <laughs> there was a flash of light and angels from heaven appeared to shepherds that were on the hill. Now these shepherds were minding their own business and they were ready to go to sleep for the night. But let me just tell you, when the heavens light up with angelic glowing, you realize there's something extravagant going on. And those shepherds rushed into Bethlehem and they came and they found your uncle Jesus. They knelt down and they worshiped him. Even that night, there were so many things that I, that I wondered. Angels announcing his birth. Shepherds who we're at the lowest bottom of the rung in our society. Jesus born in a stable, a cave, a, a place where, where animals were kept. All of those things continued to remind me that these events were not ordinary. There was a purpose there was a plan and above all he was going to bring hope hope to the world as the days went on we we moved into a, a little house and one day the the door someone knocked at the door and there was quite a commotion in the streets because there was a caravan of, of men and servants and slaves that were <laughs> filling the small street. And these men came in and laid gifts before your Uncle Jesus. Gold, I understood. Gold, gold helps pay the, the bills. That's, that's a given. It was the frankincense and myrrh that again made me ponder. Frankincense and myrrh are more often used in burial rituals than celebrations of birth. which again made me realize that this child was not what I had envisioned of a king coming to take his power and authority. 
but we quietly tucked those gifts away. And the wise men left. And very quickly, Joseph was told by an angel that we needed to get out of the city and we needed to head to Egypt. Because King Herod was going to wreak havoc in the town of Bethlehem. An entire generation of boys was wiped out as King Herod tried to get rid of your uncle. We often forget that death was a part of his story. Can you imagine how your uncle wept as he realized that hundreds, if not thousands of boys were put to death because of him. His heart broke. As he grew up, he was tender and kind to all of all of his siblings. Being the mother of a perfect child was Difficult doesn't even begin to describe it. I am not a pleasant woman without sleep. And I think the term now is hangry. If I've worked too hard and I, and I haven't eaten enough or I haven't drank enough, I get hangry. And that means everyone should run. Run for their lives. But he was always tender and kind even in the midst of my meltdowns as a mom. I often lost my temper when things weren't done my way and in my timetable. And he would quietly and gently remind me that it was going to be okay. I tried not to compare. Your, your dad and your uncles to Jesus, I tried. But I'm human, and I do. And I don't mean to. But I always had a favorite. I loved all of you. I loved all of them. But there's something about looking into the eyes of someone who loves you so intensely, even when they can see right through all of the faults that you have. And he loved me. He loved me so dearly. just a few years ago when he hung on that cross 
some of his final words were for me. <laughs> he spoke to his beloved disciple, John, who loved to come to my house. He loved to eat my food. And John, he looked at John and he said, here's your mother. Now, I have boys of my own, but John loved me similarly to the way Jesus did. And so, John has taken care of me for these last few years. I still see the boys. They come to visit. I get to see you. I get to see your mother. But I'll be honest, I thought it was over that day when Jesus was hanging on that tree. And all the things I had pondered and all the things I had wondered about, I thought were over. Like they all came crashing down. And I, I couldn't, I couldn't understand how in the world he could be the child that all the prophecies spoke about. And yet, here he was dying on a cross. I could not wrap my mind around any of that. But let me just say, I also couldn't leave. I couldn't leave him. I wept near the cross for hours. And all during that time, I, I recounted things throughout his life that he had done and things that he had said that I knew pointed to the fact that he was God's son. But I wasn't sure at that moment how he was going to fix this. I went home that night devastated, absolutely devastated. I hardly slept because there are so many things that just continued to run through my mind that I could not and did not have answers to. The Sabbath was one of the quietest I had ever, ever celebrated. But as I said the Shama, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. It reminded me that God our God 
has a plan that I don't always understand. There are things that are going to happen in your life that you may not understand. And that's okay. Trust him. He is the hope. He is the light of the world. (laughs) So on that Sunday morning, (laughs) when my friends were going with me, we were going to go put spices at at the tomb. To discover that the tomb stone was rolled away and that Mary Magdalene had already seen Jesus. My heart leapt. I was overjoyed. The first time that I encountered him after he had risen. even as he looked at me, knowing the thoughts and feelings of of defeat and despair and hopelessness that I'd experienced for the last few days, as he looked at me, my hope was rekindled. He continued to reassure me that he was the lamb that was slain. He was the lamb. His blood paid the penalty for that hopelessness, that despair, those sins that I had committed and that the entire world had committed. He was the one who paid that sacrificial price that we would be able to have and experience an eternal relationship with Jesus Christ, that we would be able to spend eternity with Jesus in heaven. It's available to us. that Savior, the King of all kings, the Lord of all lords. He gives us the opportunity to come to him. Beloved John wrote, Behold, I stand at the door and knock, It was a picture of Jesus standing at the door of our hearts, wanting us to respond to him. So as we celebrate this Christmas, I pray that you and your brothers and sisters and all of us would open up our hearts 
to the Savior of the world, Jesus, the one who came to bring us hope. a daily invitation. (laughs) Even as uh, we try to imagine what uh, Mary thought about from that day forward. Every day we have the opportunity um, to reflect back on what a special day that was. Let's just bow our heads for just a moment. Jesus, thank you. For coming in such a different way. You didn't come in pomp and circumstances as we expected a ruling king to do. You came in the gentleness and the lowliness of a manger, in simplicity. You came in such a level of authenticity that it help communicate the reality that your coming was for all men, all women. It wasn't just for the religious elite. It was for all who would come. Your path was simple. Your presentation was simple. Today we receive this message and our response is to open our hearts to you in new ways this this week, this month. If there is someone here this morning that Maybe as this presentation was coming forth, you realize that you're not walking in a relationship with Christ in a manner that you should, that um, you realize that there is a level of relationship that is available that you have not experienced or not experiencing yet. And so if that's you, I'm just going to invite you to lift a hand wherever you may be at here. Just simply say, I need that relationship with Christ. That sincerity, that simplicity. 
I pray that you are walking in that relationship. But I pray that over the next several weeks that the significance of that relationship will be made known even more. Father, we receive today the presentation. We receive Your Word being acted out before us today. Move us to a response every day that we would take time to embrace You for who You are. Our Savior, our Redeemer, Emmanuel, God with us. We thank you for this time. We ask for this in your name. Amen. Praise God. Um, If our ushers would come, we're going to wait upon you for a morning tithes and offering. There are a couple things to make you aware of. First off, this coming Thursday is our next um, grief class. And um, I think it's 6.30 is the start time. 6.30 is the start time. And so even if you did not attend this last one, um, we have more books that will be here. We, uh, uh, we had such a great turnout for our first class. I think we had 18 in our first class. And so it was... Uh, just a tremendous time together being able to share um, our experiences, our losses, supporting one another. And uh, I just invite you to come out and be part of that this coming Thursday at 6.30 in the Fellowship Hall. Um, also, Miss um, Christina is putting together a Christmas program and the kids part, the kids section, she's got that all in place. There is a small um, adult acted out, not really acting. It's reading some, you're narrating, basically. You're just reading from a script, a small piece. She's need, she needs several adults today if we're going to do it. So if we don't get a few more adults to sign up on the sheet out there on the bulletin board, then our adult piece will not happen prior to the, uh, the children's piece. And so we want to encourage you, uh, please do sign up if you're willing to be here. That's December 22nd. Um, also on that day, just so you know, we're doing a Christmas breakfast uh, get together just before service, and so we'll come together and enjoy breakfast together, and then our kids will come up and prepare. We'll fellowship downstairs while they're preparing, and then we'll come up and do service together that morning, and so it's going to be just a tremendous time together. Um, we're excited about it. We want you to be part of it, but uh, think about that and um, and prepare yourself for it, okay? So um, those are the two things. So today when you're done, Please sign up if you're willing to be part. I think she only needs three or four adults that are willing to be part of this. Uh, Sign up if you can be part of that. Um, And uh, then also this Thursday, um, if you've already attended, make sure you have your first um, lesson done on that so that you're prepared for the discussion piece on that. Um, But like I said, anyone can come and continue to receive the support that this is providing for us. So let's pray. 
Father, we thank you for your, your blessings, your provision. We thank you that, uh, Father, we've seen you do such uh, significant things in our church um, uh, through um, the new families, the growth that's happened. Uh, Father, just even the stabilization of some of the things that are going on uh, in our uh, financial situation here. Um, we just thank you for that. We thank you that as we enter this uh, last month of the year, we understand um, that there are things that we will be able to reflect on that you've done this year, but we look with anticipation of what you're getting ready to do as well. And so we just thank you. We pray your blessing on this time. Uh, bless this offering. We ask for this in your name. Amen.